You know AM570 LA Sports is the Dodger station, but did you know this season, we stream every single moment of the game on the iHeartRadio app. Just search AM570 LA Sports and be sure not to miss a moment. AM570, an LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Peterson. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. And we continue Fred Rogan and Jonas Knoxon today for Rodney on AM570 LA Sports. What are you laughing about? Um, well, I'll let you set up the uh, the hour, and then, uh, and then I'll tell you what I'm laughing at. All right, well, this hour, you know, we've got to get everybody caught up on what's been happening with yeah. it slid, and a lot has happened today. Yeah. Because I am constantly checking, and I don't want to ruin Kevin's presentation by bringing stuff up, but I know a lot has happened today. Yeah. So uh, we, we are going to get into that. Now, okay. what is it you... Are laughing about now. So you and I are uh, communicating via FaceTime. Um, you know, this is uh, we are. You know, that way we know sort of uh, where the other one is going and and kind of what is happening here. And it's Fair. you know, yeah. So we're we're doing this uh, radio show together because we want people to know that we represent all of Southern California. So yes. I'm in Ventura County. You're in LA County, and that way we really you know span the globe. So we're not just so centralized in one location. And so and you don't want to come in. Well, I mean, I, you know, an invite would be nice. <laughs> you know, it's like like those invites I used to get on Going Rogan, but, uh, you know, I've been shut out ever since. But I thought you mind. had a conversation about that. Well, yeah, but again, until, uh, until you know, I, everything is finalized, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sit here and just, uh, you know, count all my chickens before they hatch. Oh, wait a know? minute. Kevin, you're on this week, aren't you? Of course he is. I am. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, Jones. Of course he is. Oh, no, no. I'm just, trust me, I can't, uh, can't catch a break around here. But uh, I did notice that during the break you had your feet up. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and so I uh, I took a picture because uh, I saw the bottom of your shoes, and I asked the question on Twitter uh, at the Jonas Knox on Twitter with it with a picture attached: moccasins or astroturf cleats from the eighties. Right. Did those you really the, do that? Yes. Those are the two options oh, uh, via Twitter. Uh, if you can take a look at the bottom of the shoes at the Jonas Knox on Twitter, you have to follow me. I'm not a douche. I'm not out here trying to get follows or a blue check mark. I couldn't care less. Then why would you do this? Uh, because I want people to look at the picture and tell me, is it a moccasin or is it an AstroTurf cleat from the 1980s? It's really simple. I mean, it, it seems like an easy question to ask what Fred Rogan is currently wearing. And I do have it on, <laughs> I do have it on good authority. Authority, uh, that you are wearing something similar to a moccasin right now. Uh, that would be accurate. Okay. Would you like to know what they are? Uh, no, I mean, I, I would like people to weigh in on this uh, because now, I now look, the old school football fan in me wants this to be nothing more than an AstroTurf cleat from the 1980s. I know Petros is a big fan of the old school football equipment from back in the day, whether it's Newman gloves or the cowboy collar or the neck roll, but those old school AstroTurf cleats that had the little rubber spots underneath them, mm-hmm. uh, they, it fe- like they're like those socks you get in the hospital mm-hmm. uh, that you walk around on. It's the exact same soul as what you would see back in the 80s watching like an NFL game on AstroTurf. Okay, so you tell me when you want me to actually tell you what they are. Okay. I mean, it's up to Kevin. He's running the show here. I mean, All right, Kevin, when to... do you want me to uh, reveal what they actually are? Now. Oh, <laughs> Jonas just said don't do that. Just, Why not? Listen, 
I, 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 I just, I, you know, I want to know what people think. Am, am I crazy, Fred? Do they not look very similar to, uh, you know, to, to something you would see in the 1980s on, like, uh, you know, a, a Olympic Stadium in Montreal? I mean, it feels like that's, that's something we're looking at here. Yeah, but, I mean, if you want me to reveal it, I'll be happy to do it. All right, it's Kevin's rules, so go ahead. All right, they're Gucci men's driving shoes. Oh, my God. Why do we <laughs> that's ask? That's what they are. Why did we ask? Driving shoes? Yes. Shoes just to drive in. They're just like loafers. I don't know. I wear them all the time. And did you notice he had to drop Gucci first? Well, oh, you of asked course. what they of were. Of course. Of course. Well, but you asked what were they? You could have just said they're just driving shoes. Yeah, you but had they to say wouldn't Gucci. Make it. I don't or even know if loafers. anybody else makes driving shoes. They're Aldo. <laughs> so that's what they are. And I wear them almost every day. They're very comfortable. You can wear them by the pool. You can wear them in here. You, they're driving shoes, though. Yeah, and that's what they're called. I don't know why. Fred, your commute to the studio is is 20 seconds. Yes. Well, I want to drive in comfort. For Fred. 20 seconds? Well, it's not 20 seconds. It's four minutes. I mean, like, if like if you want to like, be, be a man of, uh, of integrity, wear some high heels. Like, show people what you're all about. If you I'm really not want about to go that. The struggle, I'm, I'm not about but high I'm saying, heels. If you want to struggle uh, with your 20-second commute, put some high heels on and actually prove something. I mean, Gucci driving shoes? I mean, look, you're, you're talking to somebody who back in the day, uh, you know, Uggs were not an option financially. So you go to Target and uh, you buy the Target version called Tugs. <laughs> and uh, I'm telling you, man, you can laugh all you want fred but those bad boys lasted like four or five years they are also the reason why i crashed a golf cart in uh, in alabama at a bowl game because so, the tug got stuck yeah, well no it that sounds like uh you know an imp- inappropriate film uh that's uh being taking place right now in chatsworth but uh it is uh, you know they just were a little slippery on the bottom because again uh the soles are very imitation and it slipped off the uh gas or slipped off the brake hit the gas and next thing you know we're crashing a golf cart uh in uh at a, at a golf, golf course we're in, in tugs uh yeah we're in tugs uh i like know. tugs yeah yeah, yeah, Target Uggs. I mean, they're not Gucci driving shoes. Um, I mean, look, I I think for the better, better part of the story, you should have just said they were the AstroTurf cleats. But they, they weren't. Do, okay, but you do you agree with me, the bottom of them? Again, yes. at, at, on my Twitter account, at the Jonas Knox, do not follow me. I'm not a douche at looking for followers, and I don't want a blue check mark. If you work for Twitter, uh, you can you can take that and stick it, for all I'm concerned. But if you go on there, they well, look like... you'll never get it now. They look, I don't want it. They look like the bottom of AstroTurf cleat shoes They're very uh, comfortable. back in the 80s. They're very comfortable. Yeah. Kevin, you've seen me wear these all the time. Constantly, with no socks, by the way, too. Oh, God. What's wrong with that? Or do you wear foot spray for at least, Fred? Like, do you at least spray your feet? My feet smell fine, Jonas. Okay, everybody thinks their feet smells fine. It's like it's like the guy who says, I don't have a drinking problem, but he's got barf in his shirt pocket. Like, okay. come on. All right, you know what? Tomorrow, I'll wear a different pair of shoes. Please do, Fred. Those look like grandpa's shoes, to be honest <laughs> with you. They're not grandpa. Right, no, now, they don't. See, now I'm intrigued. Now I want to know what the top of the shoes look like, since now everybody knows what the bottom looks like. That sounded weird, too. All right, yeah, the Fred. Oh, my Fred, come on, man. Come on. I mean, what, what are you doing? Like, that's like, that's like you know, the, the number one uh, shoe to go to when you're getting dressed up for a quinceanera. Like, come on, Fred. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing here, man? <laughs> what are we doing, Fred? <laughs> like, why? Like, like, you want to be a man of the people and you're rolling around with those? These are very comfortable. I just, I get it. So are sweatpants. I would wear those. I, I used to wear those all the time. With those shoes? No, 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 okay, no. Okay, no. of course not. All right, tomorrow you know what I'm going to do for you? What's that? 
Tomorrow I'm going to wear some different shoes. Okay. And then we'll see if you can figure out what those are. Okay, yeah, just the bottom, though. You, I just need to look at the sole uh, and, and don't have anything that's got the, uh, the the name of the shoe or anything on it. We'll try and guess Fred's soul uh, tomorrow <laughs> on the air. Look into my soul. <laughs> We're going to look into Fred's soul <laughs> tomorrow on the air. <laughs> oh, God. All right, we'll do that tomorrow. But now a man that provides us with spirituality that touches our soul, Vic the Brick, with the Daily Haiku at 2. And Vic, good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, Fred. So we did not fix the Comrex yet? We're working it. Okay, all right. Good afternoon, Vic. Fascinated about the moccasin. I can't wait for tomorrow. Wait a minute. George Ramirez. Dang. Never knew driving shoes were needed to use Uber. I don't need this, Jonas. <laughs> I don't need it. That's a great point. Eddie. Well, in his defense, he is the host of curling. Thank you, Eddie. I appreciate <laughs> that. You know, if there were actual moccasins, it wouldn't look so bad. I can roll with that. There's nothing wrong with these shoes. Those are bootleg moccasins. Yeah, right? they are. These are not bootleg moccasins. The snakeskin uh, quinceanera shoes. With these a Gucci the... sign sewn on it. No. These... Oh, <laughs> where'd you buy those shoes, Fred? What? So where'd you buy those shoes? I got them a couple of years ago. What was the name of the truck that you bought it out of? Salvation <laughs> Army. <laughs> hey, Fred, was it Caneo Valley Days? Come on, no, be honest. It was it was, yes, it was. Come on, be honest, Fred. Go ahead, Vic. Jonas Knox, he's in for Rodney Pete all week, doing a, a fabulous job. Jay Knox. BTB. Oh, oh, yeah. First of all, I ain't no bitch. <laughs> That's a good note. Executive producer of the Wilkin and Rodney Show, please put your hands together and show the love. It's Kevin Figgis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough time. On the ones and the twos and the threes and the fours, every musical moment you hear is from his incredible musical membrane and his amazing repertoire of tunes. Show the love. Trani Fascio. Two tin cans and a string now. Pull yeah. off your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! A topic that has taken over Los Angeles, besides the high tides of Newport Beach. Yes. Of course, you touched upon it earlier, Fred, the runaway cows in Montebello. I think it was Pico Rivera. Pico, Montebello adjacent. Very good. Are there high tides in Newport right now? Is that a thing? Yes. Wow. Careful, everybody at Sharkies. They built the uh, they built the berms, and but so far everything's everything's up under control in Newport Beach. Well, that's good to know. Man. Yes. Sharkies, I'm in. <sighs> Fred, let me tell you something. Tell me. It's dangerous. Sharkies? Yeah, that's a dangerous place. Yeah. Why is Sharkies dangerous? Well, you know, 
if uh, if you want to be a uh, if you just if you just want to be a, a quiet night, yeah, and you want to be a good husband or boyfriend, what's or wrong with fiance, that? Yeah, um, you know, you might run into some problems there. You know, just saying. W- what problem did you run into? Oh, I, not me personally, but a friend. Ran well, into a yeah, problem. The, so the, again, and, and I'm not here trying to air anybody out, Vic, but I know a friend. Sure. Um, this friend used to wear moccasins, and uh, he walked into a Sharkies. Why is that part of the story? What the friend wore? I, I was trying to tie it all together. Okay. Uh, because I felt like we were entering a, a portion of the conversation that might get some people in trouble. Nobody on this show, but maybe some people that that I have been with to Sharkies who uh, who have been there. Yeah. Uh, but when you said the high tide of Newport, the first thing I think of is Sharkies. But, what, I, but I what, trouble, what trouble occurred at Sharkies? Th- there's there's a lot of um, very attractive women that go to Sharkies, Fred. Very attractive women. Well, All Sharkies are full of attractive women. Well, I've, the ones I've been to. How many Manhattan have you been Beach, to? Okay. Hermosa Beach, uh, Newport Beach. Right. Um, you know, yeah, they're, they're usually all by a beach, seemingly. Okay. And uh, and it seems you know there's uh there's there's a lot of people that are big fans of what's ha- what happens at Sharkies. I think there's one in Toluca Lake. Is there? I think so. <laughs> yeah. You take the Uber there, right? That's uh when you when you, yeah that's you that's know. about forty five seconds. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. There's a Sharkies in Toluca Lake. I think so. That's news to me. There's not. <laughs> I don't think, think so, so, Fred. <laughs> yeah, Isn't it, it by uh, what's the hamburger place? Bob's Big Boy? No, not Bob's Big Boy. Bob's Big Boy. No, Bob's Big Boy. (laughs) No, near Patty's. No, it's not. It's down from Patty's by the stand. (laughs) Is a hamburger place called the Stand? Oh, I know what it is. And then there's there's exposed in Canoga Park. Is that what you're saying? No, no, that's not what it is. (laughs) Sorry. And then there's a coffee bean, and I think a Sharky's. And then the uh, juice oh, you're, place. okay. You're, you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of the Sharkies, the uh, you the know, like grill? The, yeah, the yeah, Sharkies Grill. I'm talking about like Baja, Baja Sharkies, Sharkies yeah. the bar, Fred. Yeah, not the bar. The, not the oh, I thought it was like a Sharkies uh, where you're going to get tacos. Right. Oh, now, now, okay, now I understand. <laughs> now I understand. That's the wildest tostada I've ever seen. I'll now, have another. Now I understand why there was some confusion. No, yeah. no, there's there's a difference between the Sharkies. One's a Baja, like Kevin said, and then the other is just the regular Sharkies, uh, which you go and get food. So there. it's a bar? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. So why is somebody going in there on a Friday night to get food? Um, You know, there's a couple of ways I could answer that. Uh, and I'll just <laughs> say... Careful. <laughs> I'll just say, you know, maybe uh, to sober up at the end of the night, if you know what I mean. Yeah. No. Okay. Uh, they served jello shots and syringes during 4th of July a few years ago. Okay? Like, the place, it's a wild place. It's a fun okay. place, but it is a wild place. Okay. Now I understand. Yeah. Say it. Yeah. All right. Vic, we're, we're sorry. Go ahead. Well, the herd of cows has definitely captivated the imagination of many, 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 many people, of course, in Pico Rivera, who never thought they'd see 40 cows roaming down Beverly Boulevard. <laughs> they did cause some damage, but the last one was corralled at Whittier Narrows Park, which is maybe 15 minutes from me. I told you yesterday, we have a lot of horse people, a lot of excellent wranglers. Yeah. Here, here in the San Gabriel Valley, well, they were able to get the, uh, the, the last cow. Of course, Diane Warren, award-winning songwriter, Lover of animals saved that last beast, and will uh, that last beast will roam now free? Yes, in the, some in an animal uh, farm. So that's a that's a good thing. 
But Vic, you didn't hear because we even had a further update on this earlier in the show. I, I, I remember you touching on it. Well, here was the further update. Diane Warren mm. is now negotiating with the slaughterhouse to have all the cows released. I love it. You know, those, those cows had incredible spunk. And huevos and corazón. I mean, it was just an open gate. I mean, you know, so, so some guy you know left the gate open and out they went. So you you got to give them some love, you know, to, to, to the beef. They should have run over to the L.A. Zoo. Then they would have been okay. Well, they like Pico. Yeah, I'm saying, though, this wouldn't even been an issue if they'd have jumped on the freeway and got over to the zoo, ran in, they would have put them up, put them up and it would have been over. I can't believe we're condoning this type of behavior, that they can just disrespect people's homes and we just got to, you know, acquiesce to them. Like, okay, take whatever you guys want. I mean, like, yeah, just, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. And not only do they get a, a free pass, but, like, we're going to now save them? I mean, think like what are we doing here? What what sort of precedents are we setting now? Now, like any time, you know, like that that bear climbs on, uh, you know, the wall in the backyard in the San Fernando Valley or San Great Gabriel Valley, wherever it was. Now we're just supposed to tell that uh, that seventeen year old, hey, don't save your dogs. In fact, open the back door and let the bear make some, uh, you know, uh, some carne asada fries or something while you were in the other room. Don't you think it's a little different, Jonas? The cows were being led to slaughter. The bear is looking to slaughter you. Animals are animals, Fred. Wait a right? minute. It's I like that last turkey that at the White House. I'm, I'm going to make a note of that. We, we, animals are... We'll say that last turkey. Right. It's almost that mentality. But Diane Warren, you know, bless her heart. Yes. Hopefully that negotiation goes well for all, for all the 40 in the, in the herd. Yeah. Jonas is right. It's either them or me. That's how I look at it when it comes to the animals. Yeah. See that cow gives a rip about me? Yeah, and, l- and let me tell you something. You don't for, know. For everybody... Oh, yeah. for, for My everybody, neighbor has a pig. Let me tell you something. For everybody mm-hmm. celebrating it's Diane Warren, yeah. uh, I-, I hope you got your cameras out. All right? It's like in, in the words of the great Apollo Creed, get your cameras ready because uh, next time you see her at Whole Foods buying a ribeye, I want that going viral, Fred. Viral. <laughs> She's vegan. Well, uh, then somebody buy it for her and still make it go viral. <laughs> I have a summer haiku it's coming out of Kisen. Coming out of Kisen? I think you'll enjoy it. Is that a part of Japan or is that a human being coming out of? <laughs> that is a haiku artist, Kisen. We've never had Kisen. And just to, and just to ride Jonas's point of Trevor Bauer, the way of the Dodgers is one of dignity and class. And that's how they win. That's the way of the Azul. They don't have to uh, go nuts on each other for losing a couple games in San Diego in, in mid-June. This is a 162 freaking game schedule, and the Dodgers are built to last. I am not freaking out over Trevor Bauer. And if Trevor wants to make an impression, you know what he does? Get out, Manny Machado. Get him out. Damn right. You know... Don't make light of Machado and how he owns you. you know, get him out. Damn right, Vic. Put on Voice some goofy Get out, Machado. Shoes. That's all. Voice of reason. Take your don't comment. be don't you don't be back ending. When the way of the Dodgers is nobody okay, wa- you know San Diego wa- played some good ball. They, you know, 
They took three. How's that feel, Fred? And now we're back home with the Cubs tonight. You know, that's that's the Dodger way. You think this will not affect the Dodgers one iota. Yeah, put that in your Comrex and smoke it, Fred. Nobody wants to be back-ended, Vic. I'll tell you that. You're telling me. Yeah. This haiku for you on this Thursday, June the 24th, has a summer flavor. All summer moon, we pray. Open the windbag of the gods and let the Zephyrs play. They're feeling you. That was good. The windbags of the god. That's pretty deep, Vic. I, I love it. Pretty deep. How about the Zephyrs? You know, it's a musical instrument. It's air. It's an, it has an airy tone to it. Yeah. You know, gentle movements, stimulating thoughts of spirituality. The zephyr. It also, could be a light wind. A zephyr. There's, zephyr is a beautiful word, isn't it? There's many. You can go many directions with zephyr. I've never really considered that. Is zephyr a beautiful that, word? Yeah. I believe it is. I think it's a beautiful. Uh, you know, it sounds so. So wonderful, doesn't it? Just say Zephyr. Yeah, you feel better. I agree. Say it, Fred. I'm going to call Jonas later and go Zephyr. Now, how do you a little more, a little little more feeling to it, Fred? Zephyr. Zephyr. Vic, how do you feel about the sitar? As an oh, don't get me started with Ravi. It just don't uh, get me started with Ravi Shankar. uh, It's very, uh, it's it's very, it's you know a lot of Arabic music, uh, you know Indian music. They play uh, the Mm -hmm. sitar, and there is something about it, man. Like. like everyone, everyone listens to "Genie in the Bottle" by Christina, whatever her name is, Aguilera or Rick Aguilera, whatever mm-hmm. her name is. Uh, Paul, Aguilera. If it's a woman, it's not Rick. Well, I don't know because when I think Aguilera, I think Christina. Rick Aguilera. Pa- pardon me for thinking about Rick Aguilera on a sports talk radio show. Fred wants to make us talk about Christina Aguilera, and I'm not doing it. The point being, <laughs> when everybody says I'm like a genie in a bottle, I really am when I hear a sitar. Okay, when when you start playing the sitar, I feel mm. like a cobra in the streets of Bombay. All right, ready, ready to have a little bit of fun before happy hour. And so when I, when I, when when we're talking about instruments, I, the sitar has got to be brought up as one of the all-time underrated instruments, Vic. I second that emotion. It's legendary stories lighting up the sports headlines. Run by Jacob and Ronnie. Accident. Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. We know the Lakers need to make some improvements to their roster. You can only carry the, wait, wait. You can yes. only carry the sitar so so far. <laughs> I tried. I, re- I mean, I really tried. Right. Go ahead, Kevin. And uh, there was a report from Brett Siegel of NBA Analysis Network saying that the Lakers could possibly be in the market for Malcolm Brogdon, who was kind of a uh, kind of a Swiss Army knife for the Milwaukee Bucks. He ended up leaving them and going to the Indiana Pacers. Very good, versatile player, and he's thinking of possibly trading away Kuzma Harrell and the 22nd overall pick in the draft for Malcolm Brogdon and possibly letting Dennis Schroeder walk. Uh, we'll be pleased with adding Malcolm Brogdon into the mix to replace Dennis Schroeder at the point guard position, Fred. I love every day, and, and and you actually work at this. I have to be honest. Every day, we look for something like this. Every single day. Every day, a new name. The name game. Let's right. go get him. Let's just go get him. Oh, I got another one coming up in a second, Fred. Oh, so, do you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's get him. Let's go. Here, uh, let me just tell you guys, if Malcolm Brogdon ends up being a Laker, yeah. all right, I, I want everybody listening, in case you hear it and it's stolen from somebody else, all right, uh, you guys, this is the game you need to play because Malcolm Brogdon sounds exactly like Barack Obama. All right, oh, so yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so you need to do something to where you play a sound drop and they have to decide whether or not it was Barack Obama or Malcolm Brogdon because they are identical on the air. Identical, I'm telling you. That's why we need it. Yes. Here. Yeah. Little segment idea. Brogdon's a nice player, but I'm not giving up Kuz, losing Schroeder, and you know, giving up a draft pick uh, for, for Malcolm uh, Brogdon. He's a nice player. It's not the answer for the Lakers. Not the answer. But I know, K-Fig, you have other options. Is Carmelo Anthony the answer there, Vic? There was a report from Yahoo Sports saying the Lakers are interested. Uh, Evan Massey, uh, NBA insider, also said that the Lakers will be very interested in bringing Carmelo in. We know his tie with LeBron James since those guys came into the league together back in 2003. How's Carmelo Anthony, Fred? I know you've turned the corner a little bit on him the last couple of years. The name game. I have turned the corner. Yeah. I say go get him. Really? He can shoot. And, awesome. and he'll play for whatever the appropriate amount of money would be deemed. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that's- I, I, I would actually take a take a run at him now because he has turned around. He's more of a team guy. He understands his role. And when he gets hot, he can still shoot. No, that's good. I mean, that's definitely what the Lakers need is to get older, for sure. I mean, um, <laughs> you know, just in case nobody's available from Cocoon 3, uh, let's go ahead and sign Carmelo Anthony while we're at it. Is Orville Rittenbacher going to uh, start a point guard next year for him as well, too? Like, what are we talking about here? Come on, man. You, the, sooner or later, you got to understand, LeBron's not going to be around that much longer. And based on the continuing injuries of Anthony Davis, let's start getting some young talent into this organization again. Yeah, but they have to go after these guys now because they have to win now. They have to win as long as LeBron okay. is healthy and here. All right. All or right. semi-healthy in here. All right. They're not worrying about This them. is not a futuristic project for the Lakers. They, the window is small, and the window is closing. They need players who bowl right now. Melo can ball right now. Uh, recently divorced from Lala. <laughs> Could you drop that in? I so have wait, to. So he's recently divorced and now he can ball. Is that what you're saying? Well, he can always ball. Uh, you know, he and Lala still have a very close relationship, you know, with their son. And Listen, I've, I've been a proponent of Carmelo Anthony since he came out of Syracuse, you know, back in the day. Love, love his scoring ability. Lakers need someone who could just, you know, Buckets. You need a bucket. You need a walking bucket. They don't have many walking buckets. All their buckets are really hard to get. It seems. You know, you're watching that playoff that playoff series against Phoenix, and it just looked hard. It shouldn't be that hard. Wasn't that supposed to be? You need walking Harrell? buckets. Was wasn't Montrezl Harrell Harrell was supposed to be the guy, right, Vic? Like, it, no, it, it, it's a defensive liability. Well, not that Melo's a great defensive player, but you need walking buckets. Well, Vic, and Melo fits the bill. No one wants to be called the walking bucket. <laughs> I would love that that moniker. Was you with the walking the walking bucket? bucket? Yeah, walking bucket, yeah. That means you know I get the ball, it's in. All right, uh, Jason Kidd, one of the lead assistants for the Lakers, and uh, was shouted out. Uh, by the way, earlier today by Rick Carlisle saying that he should be tabbed to replace me as the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks. Of course, Kidd had a couple of stops with the Milwaukee Bucks, most infamously for me with the Brooklyn Nets when he spilled coke on the court so it can cause a distraction because he was out of timeouts. Pretty clever if you ask me. Smart move. Uh, but he's a black yes. candidate to replace Rick Carlisle with the Dallas Mavericks, a place where he played and won a championship, by the way, Fred. Wait a minute. He's a prime candidate because Rick Carlisle said he should be? No, not just because he should be, because he is. Well, he's I thought a... they were hiring a new 
president of basketball operations from some search firm. Don't you think that guy's going to have to hire the coach? My point is that Jason Kidd's name is being hot in many of these uh, coaching yeah. circles. That's what I mean. Well, I think the Portland job would have been good, but Damian Lillard eliminated him from that when he said, I want Jason Kidd. They can't just hire who Damian Lillard wants and says publicly. And now, I, I happen to know who the Mavs are going to hire as their next head coach. Oh, good. You well, guys are ready for that. Looks like it's bad news for Jason Kidd. All right, you, re- you ready? Yeah. Here's who they're going to hire for as their next head coach. Who is it? Uh, whoever the hell Luca wants. That's who they're going to hire as their next head coach. They've, it's already going down that road. Mark Cuban can try and spin it any way he wants and say, oh, well, no, uh, Luca's young and yeah, he, you know, he didn't get along with some people, but we've now heard more Multiple stories, whether it was Christoph Porzingis, whether it was Rick Carlisle, where he wasn't getting along with people and was really starting to flex and exercise his power. And sidebar, remember when everybody said the Atlanta Hawks were going to regret the trade they made on draft day, Trey Young for Luka? A little bit more even now, wouldn't you say, based on what we've seen? A little bit. Yeah. Trey Young's a stud, man. 48 last night is unbelievable. Yeah. Listen, Rick Carlisle and yours truly do have a checkered past, but he seems to, you know, to be this uh, great retread of the NBA. He keeps getting gigs, even though he did win a championship with with the Mavs, you know, with Dos German. But obviously, he had a communication breakdown with Luca. That's why he's gone. But that whole franchise is in flux. They need stability. But I think Jay Kidd would be a solid hire at this point. Jay, Jay Kidd for the Lakers has been very, very talented. Has been a major contributor to the Lakers behind the bench. And it'll be a good hire for Cuban. I'm a Jay Kidd fan. And that's what's lining up the headlines. Kevin's been great. All right, Chris Paul will be back in the lineup for the Suns tonight. And what does Paul George think about that? Well, we'll find out. Bringing you LA's best sports talk weekdays, noon to three. Brogan and Rodney. All right, on Throwback Thursday, Jonas Knox and for Rodney, along with Fred Rogan, and AM570 LA Sports. Bring out our buddy Nick Hamilton, proprietor of nightcastmedia.com. Check out his YouTube channel at youtube.com slash NH Experience TV. He highlights the journey of athletes, entertainers, politicians, and influencers. Hey, Nick, how are you? Fred. What's going on, guys? How you doing? It's all good, my friend. Uh, you are around town. You talk to everybody. And uh, you're, you're probably more plugged in than most people. So I know that uh, you had a chance to uh, grab some sound with Paul George, right? Talking about CP3 back in the lineup for the Suns and how the Clippers will adjust. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, after that game two, that tight game two loss, they uh, had some adjustments they're going to have to make. And one of those major adjustments is actually preparing for somebody like a CP3 uh, who's scheduled to make his debut tonight. And here's what he had to say. We, we got to do our we got our game plan. You know, we'll game plan for when CP's back. You know, uh, I think Cameron Payne is, is I'm not going to say he's as good or he's on the same level as CP in no way. But um, I think without CP here, campaign is, Cameron Payne has done an unbelievable job of filling in. You know, we're going to have to, uh, you know, game plan around CP. It's going to be that much tougher, but you know we've we've seen you know a, a high level Suns team. Uh, we got to just trust who we are, trust our guns on our team, and um, continue to play with confidence throughout this series. And uh, Nick, was he down at all about what happened in the last game? Yeah, they were disappointed, uh, obviously because he blew those, the spirit of Ben Simmons uh, entered his body and allowed him to blow those two free throws. 
Uh, and then, obviously, the dunk by DeAndre Ayton kind of just took the, the win out of their sails. But they weren't down on themselves in that regard. I think they were more just disappointed that they couldn't pull out a split in Phoenix. But, listen, they're confident. They've been down this road before in the previous two series, 0-2. Uh, but I, I tend to believe, you know, this this is a different series. Uh, if they go down 0-3 tonight, it's a wrap. Uh, Nick Hamilton, the man with the best pipes in Southern California. When you hear him on the air, uh, watch out. Uh, watch out, everybody, because, uh, <laughs> listen, and Nick, I want you to, because, uh, look, the Paul George conversation, there's a lot going on there, but let's not bury the lead. Um, you have an idea where Fred got his moccasins from. Please explain. <laughs> Oh, man, you know, Fred is a, is, a, is a fly guy anyway. I mean, he's a G amongst Gs. But uh, in this case, man, I'm a little disappointed because I think Fred maybe got the shoes from the slots and swap me. I don't know, man. I got I to gotta get Fred a pack on, on the shoe game. You know what? They did not come from the slots and swap me, Nick. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know why you guys don't like these shoes. I, I don't know why. They're a bit much. A, a, a bit much, I got Fred. you. Don't worry. All yeah. right. I'll wear something tomorrow, and I'll make you guess what they are. All right. Very good. Okay. If you like today's, wait till you see tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick. <laughs> All right, Nick. You also had a chance to talk with Derek Fisher, the coach of the Sparks, right? Yeah, absolutely. After the travesty that had transpired this week with the United States, uh, excuse me, the USA basketball team roster being announced, and Nick Ogumake was snubbed, uh, which we all, those of us that are on the inside know why she was snubbed. Uh, but Why was uh, she snubbed? Well, because of the politics of USA basketball, because a lot of UConn alums, as, as, as well as Gino, uh, who's the head of UConn women's basketball, was also on the committee. And there's a lot of politics involved. And so when you have certain players uh, that make the team, and again, no disrespect to the ladies that made the team, but there's no reason in the world you can't tell me that Neko Gumake, who's decorated as she is, uh, you're going to name a, a, a situation like an injury when Diana Tarazi was also injured, still made the team. But we asked Derek Fisher how he felt about it, and here's what he had to say. You know, we're, we're pissed. I think the thing about NECA is that, like, nothing has to be given to her. It's like she earned it, and she deserves it. I think that's the most frustrating and disappointing part. Like, that's the part that makes you angry the most, that, like, she was asked to serve, you know, as part of a group of eight players that, you know, went on a Team USA tour and represented USA and, you know, were kind of pushed and promoted as like, this is our kind of this core group of players that Team USA is going to kind of build around, um, you know, over the next few years. And for her to go and put that time in, show up to every Team USA mini camp, continue to train and prepare herself, staying ready, um, sacrificing financially and could have gone overseas maybe to make make more money than sacrificing for Team USA. Won an MVP award during their group uh, on the tour. Like, I don't know what else a player is supposed to do. Well, when he lays it out like that, it is shocking she didn't make the team, Nick. Oh, it's very shocking. I mean, everybody said it from when I talked to Candace Parker, when I talk, you know, talking, listening to what Janae Ogumake, her sister, her comments. I mean, she sounded like Tupac on hit him up as far as what she was saying. It was just <laughs> definitely uh, something that needed to be said. But, 
it's it's a travesty and, and something has to be done. I think with these Olympic committees, especially with basketball, maybe they need to have like two terms, like the mayor, the mayorship here in Los Angeles. You got two terms, and after that, we got to we got to go go back to the drawing board. I think that that's what needs to happen when it comes to the Olympic uh, roster, as far as the committee is concerned, because this is absolutely ridiculous. Hey, Nick, when you hear Ty Lu say uh, earlier this week that, you know, the uh, city of Los Angeles should rally around the Clippers, and, you know, even if you're a Laker fan, you should rally around the Clippers. You've been to enough of these games enough times in here in Southern California. You're around fans enough here in Southern California. You can speak on this as well as anybody. How realistic is that of a thought from Ty Lu seeing the Lakers home, the Clippers still playing, but him wanting them to rally around their local team? Jonas, I felt like Soldier Boy. What? Understand <laughs> <laughs> the sentiment of what Ty Lue was saying, but let's be realistic. In this city, in a Dodger and Laker town, you want Laker fans to to rally behind the Clippers? That's not gonna happen. I don't know what you know. I, I understand Ty. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Ty, but maybe it was something in that cup he was holding and made him say that. I don't know, but that's that's not gonna happen. Not in this day and age. All right. Well, Nick, thanks for coming on. Great stuff as always. Appreciate it. Nightcast Media, Nick Hamilton. Nick, thanks. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. He's you too. Best. AM570 LA Sports and Owning Mortgage are teaming up to bring you Mortgage Mondays. It'll help you pay your mortgage bill this summer. Every week, one lucky winner will win 2500 bucks. Sign up for your chance to win at am570lasports.com slash owning. But don't forget, now tomorrow you're going to read that whole list of people that I've oh, yeah. offended or upset. Oh, 100%, yeah. That's tomorrow, right? Yeah, h- tomorrow. You got it, Fred. Okay. Hogan and Rodney. Rodney Peace. An athlete. Rodney Peace. A father. Rodney Peace. An L.A. icon. Rodney Peace. And this guy. Fred Rogan. AM570 LA Sports. 12 finalists will have the chance to win a Chevy Silverado. And are now for your chance to win it. AM570 LA Sports slash Chevy. Brought to you by the Chevy Silverado, number one selling full-size pickup in California. Ronnie and Kevin, thank you. Great job as always. Jonas, we'll get him again tomorrow. This is great. Back tomorrow, man. It's been a blast. I love it. What was a friend now a ghost in the dark? Hard part about it. Brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to floss on him. Blind to a broken man's dreams. A hard lesson. Court cases keep him guessing. Flea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the bin. Making money off of cuss words, writing again. Learn how to take a head, so I fight with my pen. Late night down sunset, like in the sin. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail. My people say, To live and die in LA.